It's your boy Tommy V Ross X, and I just have something quick I wanted to talk to you guys about. Young black boys um, should not be in beauty salons. When I was growing up, we would spend sometimes upwards of two hours in the barbershop because we might come in and have to wait. We would sit there for another, uh, sit there for like maybe 30 minutes. Then, you know, I'm with my dad, so my dad go gets a haircut or I get a haircut. Either way it goes. That's about another 30-something minutes. Then he gets he, he gets in the chairs another 30-something minutes. Then we might even say extra 30 minutes after we're done getting a haircut just talking. In the process of that, I'm hearing things that young black men need to hear. I'm hearing great conversations, great dialect that help me become a man. You see what I'm saying? When these moms are out here, these single moms, especially these ones, you know, I'm talking to what. A lot of y'all who chose to be single mom, whether you want to see it that way or not, you chose that shit. Okay, y'all, what a lot of them do, and I saw this a lot growing up, is they will call, they'll tap in with one barber at the shop, and they will call him and set up an appointment. So when that kid comes through that door, he's going straight to the chair, and she will be there to pick him up. He's coming straight off that chair and going home. So he's getting about 30 minutes compared to maybe that's that's an hour and 30 less than what I would probably get. You see what I'm saying? The problem is when she ta- when she has to go get her hair done, she has nobody to watch him. So so he, that hour and 30 minutes that us, you know, that we got because our dads or some man brought us to the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Like my uncle, Uncle Sean would bring me after my parents divorced, like. That hour and 30 minutes that we got that helped mold us to be the men that we are today, they're getting in a beauty salon. You see what I'm saying? They're not getting it in the barbershop like we got it. They're getting their hour and 30 minutes of listening to adult conversations in a beauty salon about around a bunch of women talking about women's stuff. You see what I'm saying? Like, do you, you, you get where I'm going with this? So they they lose that there. Because the average woman doesn't want to sit in a barbershop because it can become annoying. Because now every all these all five of these brothers trying to talk to her at once. You see what I'm saying? So she'll try to link tap in with the coolest one there. Usually that's the oldest one. Or unless she finds him attractive, she'll tap in with the nicest one there, the most one that's most like a gentleman to her, and she will call him and set up appointments. It is. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's a little bit more rare for the woman to go and sit down in the barbershop the same way like our fathers, our uncles, and our brothers, and even our homeboys will go sit. We'll just we'll just pull up. Even if I have a special barber, a lot of the time, I, now that I'm older, I sometimes set appointments because I'll be having I'll be trying to make different moves. But you know, that that's an that's an American pastime for black men and their father and their children. To go to the barbershop, you hear a lot of different conversations, conversations that you don't hear all the time anywhere else. A lot of us can attest to that. Like the barbershop is a very important place for young black men because even kids, because it's a place where you once again, at a young age, you get to tap into adult conversations that ain't too inappropriate. But they they they, they force you to kind of mature a little bit. And for a lot of us, including myself, at some point in our youth. Um, we worked in barbershops, whether we were sweeping up like me, I worked, I used to sweep up the hair and I used to hold a little sign outside it to attract more customers. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like being in the black barbershop is important. 
And a lot of the women, I don't blame them. They don't want to sit in the barbershop for an hour, two hours, waiting for somebody to cut their hair, you know, waiting for somebody to cut their son's hair. So they'll a lot of the times drop the boy off, but they'll be right there to pick him up. So he's getting 30 minutes of this, maybe once a week at once every two weeks, maybe even once a month, right? Where when she goes to the salon, she's dragging him in the salon. He's sitting there and he's... um. He's sitting in the salon. This conversation came to me because I'm sitting here watching this documentary called um, Good Hair on Netflix. It's Chris Rock and it came out in 2009. And I seen this little boy in the salon. And I remember, you know, at some points in my life being in that salon too and just being like so uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like just, you know, like I don't want to really be here, but I know my mom has nowhere else to put me. Luckily, I had the balance. You know what I'm saying? Because I would go to my dad's house every other weekend and that's usually where I got my haircuts. So it's like, on the east side, on the east side of Atlanta. So that's like, you know, I got to hear a lot of great things that conversations that have stuck with me to this day, you know, because there's all kind of different personalities in the barbershop. So I just wanted to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's something that people don't really think about that's playing an effect, you know, and it's other stuff too. Like, there's just so many other things. Like, we're wondering why these boys are growing up so feminine now. And it's because it's because of stuff like that. You know, that's why I really truthfully, to be honest with you, y'all, like not to go off topic. I know this is a pretty lighter conversation that we're having, but I don't really too much have much respect for women who black women who um, chose to be single moms. And you know what I mean when I say that. If you listen to this show, you know exactly what I mean when I say that, when I say chose to be single moms. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't, you, you ain't talking about no man who was whooping your ass. You ain't talking about a man who just doesn't have a job, don't want a job. You talking about a brother who probably cheated on you or something like that. Or you, I don't know what, what happened, but nothing that you couldn't have tried to work it out for the, for the sake of that little boy, you know what I'm saying? Or that little girl. And um, now, you know, because of your, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you see it that way or not, because of your selfishness, that little boy grows up without his father being fully present in his life for, to make sure he's not sitting in beauty salons. He's not sitting in beauty shops and while y'all gossiping about this and gossiping that y'all doing y'all what girls doing. Y'all have a right to do that. He's not sitting there. You know, you got to go get your hair done. You drop him off or whatever. Or, you know, the dad take him to the park or they go to the barbershop and sit down. Yeah, I just see every barbershop I've ever been to in my life. There was always those few brothers who came in there and didn't even need a haircut. They just came for the conversation. They just came for the conversation as a black man. And, and, and I'm pretty sure even for white boys, too. That's the spot. That's the place where, you know, you you can you you do that. There's not too many other times during the week we have to do that. You got your profession where you have to be professional. You got church where you can't just cut up. You might not be able to cuss the way you want to and stuff like that. You got that's about it. You know, yeah, you have barbecues, but you don't have a barbecue every weekend. You don't even cook out every weekend. The one place you're going to go at least a minimum one to two, two times a month is the barbershop. And that's where you're going to let everything off your chest. It's almost it's like therapy. And these young black boys are not getting that therapy. They're actually becoming really introverted and socially weird, socially awkward because and naturally feminine because they're going to their therapy sessions with their mothers and their sisters and their aunties and Miss Miss Sosa such and whoever whoever else is in the beauty salon sitting there and that's that's where they that's in their formative years that's where they spend their quote unquote therapy where we spend our therapy around men like we like we like we're supposed to 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so just women, just ladies, just try to think about that. You know, for all y'all who don't have kids, if you ever end up in a situation where you're having kids with a man, you know, start, like, start to kind of think about the kids and then think about your little bitty emotions and what you do and don't want out of life. Because, you know, as a woman, you have full control and full choice over every sex that you have. Y'all have the full key to sex. Because anything less than that is rape. Any Anything less than that is rape. So if that man didn't rape you and you ended up with children, you ended up with an STD, you ended up catching feelings, you ended up not catching feelings, whatever, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. I don't want to hear all that, but I was vulnerable. Men be taking advantage. Nope. It's all your fault. If that man didn't rape you, if he didn't date rape you, if he didn't like blackmail you, that's all your fault. Y'all had consensual sex. That is your fault. So you you women need to st- stop opening your legs to men until you get to know them and see if they're somebody you're willing to risk having children with. Stop just going carnal and going secular and off the flesh just because you want to get some dick and your pussy throbbing and he, he, he even said the right couple words to you. Every time you, every time, if you're not a porn star, you lay down and have sex with a man, you need to, you need to possibly think, I might possibly get pregnant by this man. Am I okay with that? Am I okay with that? Is this the type of man I want around my children? Is this the type of man that I would trust when I'm going to the hair salon to leave, to leave little Jody with? You see what I'm saying? You need to think like that. And once you do decide to have those kids or that child, it's not about you anymore. Y'all need to stop, bro. Y'all be sitting up there keeping these kids away from non-abusive men. Y'all talking about some toxic. Why? Because y'all got into a few arguments. That's toxic. Because he calls your phone. Because here's what's crazy. Women will do really weird shit. And then turn around and use the word toxic when the man reacts to that really weird shit. Y'all will disappear on a brother that you gave a lot of attention and energy to out of nowhere. He didn't do nothing grand that he should be sitting there thinking like, okay, I get why she's not talking to me. No, y'all will just disappear on a brother. And then when he texts you two times in one day, he's toxic. I mean, you you just had sex with him. You didn't suck his dick. You didn't laid up with him. You didn't told him all these great things. And because you started feeling weird, because you're a weirdo, because you're insecure, because you have um, different reservations, because you like to do weird shit, because you done met some other nigga who might be cuter, richer, sexier, whatever, because you are doing something weird and you're a fucking weirdo. Now, when he reacts to you being a fucking weirdo, now all of a sudden it's toxic. Y'all be throwing around these words too much and y'all be believing that shit because other girls allow you to believe that shit because men don't speak up and check y'all when y'all are going through society trying to embarrass us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's the way y'all speak about us and everybody believe it because people believe women. You know what I mean? So y'all need to stop that. You know what I'm saying? You're not, most of y'all have not really been in a real toxic relationship. And if you have, I guarantee you play more of a role in it, a role in it than you would like to admit. You have more accountability for it than you would like to admit. You're more responsible for it for the, than you would like to admit. And I guarantee you a lot of y'all have not really dealt with no abusiveness. So if you ain't dealing with real toxicity and you ain't dealing with real abusiveness, I don't want to hear that shit. You selfish as fuck. You don't deserve children. Stop having children. Stop having sex. 
Just stop. Just go get some counseling, some therapy or something. Because y'all are ruining these little kids, especially these little boys. And if I see one more video of a, of one of y'all twerking on these little boys, I'm telling you, I'm going to go out of my way to start to get, like, like we're going to get this shit started for real. Like, that shit should be illegal. That shit should be illegal. That should be some type of illegal. You need Y'all need to stop twerking on these little boys. Stop twerking on your children. It don't even be like they be doing it on some... No, they be seriously twerking on their children. If you don't believe me, you can find me on Instagram, freebandscholar2. If you don't know how to spell that, then I don't know if you, you should be on Instagram. Freebandscholar, the number two, and I will send you a plethora of videos like that. Okay? They're all over the internet. If you can't... If you, if you want to find me, go look them up yourself. There are plenty of videos of women doing this shit. Y'all need to stop. Okay? That boy needs to be in them barbershops. That boy needs to be in sports, like team sports with men. He needs to be around men. That's as simple as that. That's as simple as that. Because what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to raise a very socially awkward, weird, feminized boy. He's going to be you know what he's going to do. He's going to become very useless to our race. We don't need that right now. He's going to become a useless person. He's going to be funny. He's going to be loving. He's going to be caring, but he will be useless. It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex, and I'm out.